Remember the small kid baiting the larger kid? Call it reverse bullying, and that's what's been going on the last several weeks in the Red Sea as the group known as Houthis in Yemen have repeatedly launched missile and drone strikes. The attacks aimed at shipping vessels passing by were at first annoying, but then damage was inflicted. The only other shipping route takes a lot longer, consequently costs a lot more, and that means prices go up. Finally, the end of last week, the U.S. and Britain had had enough. They fired back. But now, the smaller bully is claiming foul. Muslim Houthis are backed by Iran, and now this military response opening the door to the blame game big guys piling up on the little guy. It's a threat to well up more violence in the Middle East. Sometimes you can't win, but violence will end. Big picture, the Lord goes before you, with you, never leaves you. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story. It really is all about Jesus. And this week, we're continuing a series of programs called Keeping It All About Jesus with a special program from Haven. I'm Charles Morris from WBGW in Evansville, Indiana. In a time like this, with what's happened in New York City and Washington, D.C., many are asking why. For the Christian, it's a time to remember, God is our refuge. It was more than two decades ago when Haven's radio broadcast modernized, and we did it in the midst of a national crisis. That was an excerpt from the day the program changed. That day was September 11th, 2001, 9-11. Not long before that historic moment, we had switched over to digital satellite distribution. That's how radio stations would receive each New Haven program that they aired. And it gave us, all of a sudden, an opportunity we had never had before, in many decades before, the ability to record and send out a program the very same day. Little did we know we would use and need that capability so soon. Where were you that morning of 9-11? I was traveling in Indiana. Maybe it came from my training as a secular journalist, but two hours after the second plane at the second tower at the World Trade Center, I had called the Haven office back in California, and we had recorded a new program via cell phone. There was no time for anything else. Hope was desperately needed that day, over 22 years ago. From that time on, the Haven of Rest that had become Haven became Haven Today. We began recording today for tomorrow, as we say in radio, to make sure the program was always current. Well, back with us now. On this Monday is the new president of Haven Ministries, David Woolen. And David, good to be on with you again today on the program. Thanks, Charles. It's hard to believe that we've already crossed over into our second week of recording programs together. And I was thinking as you were just saying how Haven speaks into the present, interacting with what's going on in the world in the news right now. Well, Charles, every day we have to create a new program. That's the nature of Hmm. radio, but not so with God's Word. Hmm. God's Word is always fresh and relevant and always speaking into the present. And that's something we get to experience every time we open up God's Word and hear the words of life from the living God. Well, of course, it 
does remind me what we do on this program and what you're thinking of right now and I'm thinking of is how do we find Christ in all the scriptures? How do we read the Bible through the Jesus lens? And we're going to narrow that down a little bit more today, aren't we? That's right, Charles. Today we're turning to the book of Psalms, and this is probably the book that I spend most of my time in. I mean, I'm always reading from Old and New Testaments, but the Psalms, that's an everyday book. And today, Charles, I'm really excited to introduce somebody who has made a big difference in my life, uh, David Sunday, who is an expert in the Psalms, a, a wonderful preacher, a leader of an international missions organization. But he, he got his doctorate, Charles, in helping people learn how to pray the Psalms and to see Christ on every page. And so we recorded a little bit of an interview earlier today, and I'm excited to share that with you. Well, David, let me just remind everybody what we were talking about last week. We're inviting everybody listening, to join us both and start reading God's Word all the way through this year. And the goal is to know Christ better. And I think everyone can do this with the help of our just-released hardback book called Christ in All the Scriptures, Reading and Praying Through the Bible in a Year. Now, what we've done, we spent a long time working on this. We've put in a reading schedule. You can check off each day's reading to make it through to Revelation by the end of the year. We also have an introduction to each of the 66 books in the Bible, showing how those scriptures point to Jesus. And the goal is just more than knowledge. We want you to have a closer relationship to Christ. I want that. David wants that for ourselves. So let me suggest after the program, would you make your first gift of the year don't just get a copy for yourself. Get multiple copies of Christ in all the scriptures. Pass it around. Share it. We've included, though, on our website the first several days of reading so you can get started even before your copy of the book arrives. So after the program, just go to haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. The homepage will talk you through what to do. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800 800- 65 Haven for Christ and all the scriptures. And now, let's get to the music that we always have when the program opens. Here's Keith and Kristen Getty. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth planted deep in us.
called In Christ Alone, but that's not what you just heard, of course. That was Keith and Kristen Getty in Speak, O Lord, on A Haven Today, called Keeping It All About Jesus. I'm Charles Morris, and uh, David, what are we doing now in these next few minutes? Well, in these next few minutes, Charles, we're going to be hearing from David Sunday in a conversation we had diving into how we see Christ in all the Psalms. But Charles, I thought it might be a good thing to just talk a little bit amongst ourselves. I know that you and I have been reading the Psalms together for a lot of years. In fact, when I was just started at Haven as your assistant, I remember so often we would sit down uh, at the beginning of a day, whatever we were doing, and the first thing you did, you were so instructive in this to me, you opened up the Psalms and said, let's just start with the Psalm, David, and we would just read it back and forth. I'd take a verse, you'd take a verse. And I was taught by you to let the Psalms reset my heart and to do that in community every day. And that's just one way that God's people throughout the centuries have been using the Psalms on a daily basis to set their eyes on Jesus. Well, it's it's certainly a tradition that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years and, and even goes back into the Jewish community uh, before Jesus came. Well, Mm. a friend of mine who wrote a commentary on the Psalms once told me this, read the Psalms as a prayer book of the Messiah. In other words, he was saying, pray the Psalms and let them lead you to Christ. So I think while it's good to recognize and know the different types of psalms, like psalms of praise, psalms of lament, imprecatory psalms, royal psalms, and so on. There are different lists or types of psalms. To me, every psalm is invaluable and always leads me to Jesus. And the Spirit seems to get me to the right psalm at the right time Mm. when I just need it. Pastors Mm. use this sometimes before preaching, but we all need to pray these words. May the words of Mm. my mouth The meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock, my redeemer. David, just relate to us a little bit how the Psalms have personal meaning to you. Hmm. 
You know, Charles, earlier today, I was just thumbing back through the pages of some of the Bibles that I have used and, and worn out through the years, but I always hang on to those. They, they read in some ways like, like a spiritual journey uh, or, or autobiography, you know, of where the Lord has brought me. And I so often in the Psalms, and I got in the practice of doing this, this is something my grandfather used to do, and I saw it in his Bible, and uh, he would write the date that the Lord was speaking to him by, through a specific psalm or a verse or a section. He just write a little note to himself, reminding him what he was facing right then and when it was in his life. And I started doing that, Charles, and what a mm-hmm. blessing it is now, so many years later, to go back and think through what felt like such a significant crisis at one point or another and see the way that God spoke so profoundly mm-hmm. then. And then now I've got the benefit <laughs> of being able to see what he was going to do. And that's so instructive to us, Charles. So, you know, for, for me, the, the, all through the Psalms, it's many of them are about looking back and remembering, and that's one way that we can do the same. Mm-hmm. What about you, Charles? Is there anything else you'd like to share about how you live out your life through reading the Psalter each day? Well, similar story to what you just shared. The Psalms are just so personal to me. My wife, Janet, has journaled every day for years. And we share what's happened in our lives on that date, sometimes because of our journaling. Wish I'd kept a journal like her, but at least she has. But one thing I've done in my main study Bible, I've tried to record the history of God using that passage personally in my life, which typically came out of prayer or led me to pray. Uh, For example, there's a psalm I was praying, sitting on a boulder in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, asking the Lord for guidance, pleading with him whether I should accept the call and come to Haven Ministries, and that was going on 26 years ago. Or here in Psalm 20, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. And there above it, I recorded that Janet and I received a phone call from a friend when we were having a a great trial with one of our children. And this friend knew about that and was praying as well. And she found this psalm and she called to tell us. So we took up the passage and we joined her and we prayed it as well. And now we look back seeing that God heard and answered our prayers. But you can't do that unless you read the psalms and then unless you pray the psalms and then It's good to keep a record of how the Lord moved through the Psalms or any other place in the Bible as you've read it and found Christ. Hmm. Well, Charles, neither of us knew exactly what the other was going to say. It's so interesting how (laughs) God has led both of us to say very similar things about the role that the Psalms have played in our walks with Jesus. And Charles, I'm so excited to share with you and our listeners the insights and wisdom of a man that has made a big difference in my life. And this is the conversation we referred to earlier, Dr. David Sunday, who's the president of Word Partners, which is an international pastoral and, and preacher training organization that trains pastors all around the world. But his doctoral work was in the Psalms on how to equip God's people to pray the Psalms. And what he shared with me was profound, Charles. So let's take a listen. Well, this is Haven Today. I'm David Wolin, and sitting with me here face-to-face 
in the middle of a snowstorm, I might add, is a dear friend of mine, David Sunday. He's the president of Word Partners, which is an international missions organization, but you're also uh, a pastor and a, and a dear friend. So welcome for the first time to Haven Today. Thank you so much, David. It's a delight uh, to be here with you, and congratulations on your new role. Just really looking forward to seeing how God is going to use you and His kingdom purposes through this great ministry. Oh, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. You've done a lot of work uh, and written extensively on equipping God's people to pray the Psalms, and this week we're continuing a program called Keeping It All About Jesus, and this is coinciding with the release of a book that Haven's just published Christ in All the Scriptures, reading and praying through the Bible in a year, and we've been going through different parts of the Old Testament, actually Second Samuel at the end of last week, and seeing how Christ is shown there in so many ways. And we know from Luke 24 that Jesus saw himself in all parts of Scripture, but he calls it out specifically there. He says the Psalms yes. are about him. What role should the Psalms play in the devotional life of a believer? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, David. And and I believe my devotional life, my prayer life would be dangerously deprived of oxygen if I didn't have the book of Psalms. Uh, I grew up in a faith tradition where we learned to pray spontaneously, led by the Spirit, which was wonderful in a lot of ways. But that meant for me that I had to kind of come up with my own prayers. What happens when my mind is distracted, or my heart is dull, or I'm burdened with cares, and I don't know what to pray for as I ought, or uh, I don't even have the motivation to pray. How does the Holy Spirit inspire our prayers? And somewhere along the way, I discovered that for 2,000 years, God's people were finding a treasure trove in the book of Psalms to fuel their prayer lives. Billy Graham uh, read through the Psalms every month, and that sustained him in his prayers. Then I discovered the, the Anglican Book of Common Prayer, where there's a, a schedule for morning and evening to pray through the whole Psalter, all 150 Psalms in a month. And in the Psalms, we, we've got this unique treasure where it's the one book in the Bible where we find human words to God. But, but they're really God's words to us, to God's people, given to us in order that we might pray them back to him. Hmm. And when we don't know what to pray for as we ought, God is giving us speech that, that can speak to every part of our human experience. John hmm. Calvin called the Psalms an anatomy of all parts of the soul, hmm. because he said in the Psalms, we, we find a mirror of what's in our hearts, all the joys, all the agonies, hmm. uh, the laments, the hardships. The, the, the Psalms are uniquely tailored by God to give us words that are from him that he wants us to pray back to him because he knows hmm. that we need help in our prayer lives. So this is one of the ways the Holy Spirit helps us by giving us these divinely inspired words that God wants to hear from our hearts, prayed back to him. Mm, that's good. And let's let's get down into the, the nitty-gritty of this and address that claim from Luke 24. Mm. Do we see Jesus in the Psalms, and, and is it important for us to see Jesus in the Psalms? Absolutely. I, I think of the Psalms as 
God's word given, first of all, to God's king Hmm. and the king's people in order that we might pray them back to him. Uh, in order to really appreciate the Psalms, we have, to, we have to see that it's about the hope of God's coming kingdom. And in the early part of the Psalms, we see King David going through all his agonies and trials and crying out to God for refuge from his enemies. By the end of the book of Psalms, and in, in the last uh, five Psalms, it's full of hallelujah, praise mm-hmm. the Lord, because of his victory over all his enemies, the king's victory over all his enemies. And it ends with, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So how we see Jesus in the Psalms is by recognizing that he is the one who is the promised son of David. He is the king who, was, who, who is going to sit on David's throne forever and ever. I believe that as Jesus was growing up as a faithful Hebrew boy, he was hearing the Psalms regularly through the rhythms of worship in the synagogue, uh, through his mother Mary, his father Joseph. His identity and his sense of his vocation as the Messiah was being shaped through the hearing and the praying of the Psalms. Mm. This was a a regular rhythm in Jesus' life. We can see evidence of that throughout the gospel, just how easily the Psalms flow forth from his lips. And then when you see Jesus on the cross or in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was literally bleeding out the Psalms in his dying moments. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What, What was Jesus meditating on? Psalm 22. Or... His final words, into your hand, I commit my spirit, Psalm 31. Mm. So the Psalms are first and foremost the the prayer book of God's anointed king. Uh, And this was the prayer book of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and then we see in the Psalms that the, the hope of the kingdom finds its fulfillment in the Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. David Sunday, President of Ward Partners, we appreciate your spending time with us today. Thanks, David. It's great to be with you. You just heard a conversation between me, uh, David Wolin, and my friend and mentor, David Sunday, talking about seeing Christ in all the scriptures. And Charles, that's what we're doing this week and what we're going to keep doing as we move on into the next days of programs. And we just thought it would be good to kind of zero in on the Psalms today. Uh, We were kind of moving in between the Old Testament and the New Testament most of last week. We'll do some more of that this week. But we just thought opening up this week in the Psalms would be very special. And it's something that we all need to spend time in. Well, we want to help you grow closer to Jesus as your Savior here in 2024. Both David and I have started reading Haven's brand new book called Christ and All the Scriptures, reading and praying through the Bible in a year. But we're not just reading that. We're reading the Bible through Mm -hmm. this year together. But our prayer and our goal is to draw you closer to Jesus. You know, Charles, I was thinking we've been talking a lot about the book 
but I think it would be encouraging to provide listeners with a a little example from the book. Uh, So today we were talking about the Psalms, and in the introductory section to the Psalms in our Christ in All the Scriptures book, there's a part where there's a helpful list provided questions that you can ask yourself as you read. So let me just pick up the book here and, and read this small section here. It says, the book of Psalms really is all about Jesus. Perhaps the best way to see that is to ask these types of questions when reading the Psalms. And Charles, I thought this is just so helpful. Mm -hmm. So here's a few of them. Does Jesus offer atonement for the sin of his people, giving us confidence of God's forgiveness? Here's another one. Does he suffer in our place, lamenting even though he deserved blessing? Is Jesus being praised as the King Israel needed who brought the kingdom of God with him? And it goes on from there with some more questions, but you can see how approaching this book with those topics in mind could help prepare your heart and your mind as you read through the Psalms. So we want to send you Christ in all the scriptures, reading and praying through the Bible in a year. So would you get in touch with us right now? Would you get a copy of this resource And as I've also been suggesting, and many people have taken us up on this, get more than one copy. Share this resource with friends so that together you can be encouraged in finding uh, Jesus in all the Bible, but also encourage each other to read the Bible through in a year together. The first few weeks of the book are online on our website, so you can get started even today. You just need to go to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now if that's easier. And the number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wallen. And together tomorrow, come back, please. We want you to be with us as we share the great story. That's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Martin Luther King Day, a federal holiday in the U.S. every year on the third Monday of January. Dr. King envisioned a future when, in his words, his four little children would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The speech was filled with scripture, like Amos 5.24, which says, Let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Both then and now we live in a world filled with injustice, so much pain, war, death, human beings exploited. This is why we pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out. Visit GetAnchor.com.